getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Requested the genre of music of Sammy hasn't disappointed. Don't know who it is, but it's finger clicking good. Um, just wrapping up. Um, Scotty, great man, Scotty Logan, saying realistically, of course, the Spanish aren't that excited. They have come trying to replicate their culture in Spain, in Palmerston North. They eat dinner at ten o'clock or later. Weeknights in New Zealand, maybe apart from Auckland, Wellington, CBD, it's a ghost town by eight or nine o'clock. We got laughed at in Spain when the Blacksticks were wanting to book dinner for 7 o'clock. Yeah, probably the restaurants weren't open. Another one from Scotty. The football ferns definitely fought bravely and with pride through the tournament. I think their fitness may have let them down a bit. Not because they aren't fit. They definitely are, but they weren't quite fit enough to play the high-tempo game with perfect skill execution that they needed to play in order to win yesterday and chase the game for an important win or the draw against the Philippines. Yep. Um, oh, I've got a text. I have to read this. Janet. Hey, Steph. I'm the head chef from the Fat Farmer. <laughs> we were talking about the Fat Farmer in Hokkafuru. Long time listen to the show and love the rugby. It'd be great if you pop in on Saturday. The Fatty is a great place. It's always busy. Pummy is great place. It's not just ideal shopping city, but it's okay for a good time. Janet, go the Manawatu. We got the head chef of the Fat Farmer listening. Day made! Day made! Righto, now we'll talk some NRL channel. We'll be listening along from the Fat Farmer Hokafuta Village. Louis Brown joins us. It's a Warriors free zone this week, but we're still in the top four, so that's all good. Uh, Louis, um, good old game of footy. Uh, round of NRL, though, over the weekend. Yeah, great games, I thought. Um, Steph, how was your weekend more importantly made? And um, even though. I played a different coach. Good to see the All Blacks, um, you know, um, finish the floor with the Wallabies on, on Saturday night too. And uh, great, great weekend of sports and um, yeah, the NRL. Great, great weekend. Uh, so big games. Um, probably a few teams that I, I thought really probably stuck their noses in front and, and, and really solidified, you know, maybe two or three favourites that that could really upset this this competition. Yeah, I think the the Broncos 32-10 over the Roosters on Thursday wasn't a huge surprise for people. Um, the return of form uh, seemed for the Rabbitohs coincided with the return of Latrell Mitchell. Is there a more important man for any team in this comp? No, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, oh, unless, you know, you look to someone like, you know, Penrith, um, obviously Nathan Cleary. But um, just, you know, someone who has an overall... Um, you know, um, energy within the locker room on and off the field. And, you know, he, he's one of those players that, you know, like the Roger Tui Vasa Sheks, the Tom Trevojevic, you know, the, those players that 
when you play with them, you look to them because they come up those special moments. And not only do you know that they're going to come up special moments, but they also put doubt in the, the other team's mind, knowing that they have to line up against them. So I think that's very timely. Um, he'll find his feet. And this is the trail time of year, man. Um, I think, you know, they'll start hitting their straps well. Um, you know, I, I said last week I, I felt like they were, were a smoky. Um, you know, they, their, their points probably didn't sit um, where I thought they should be um, themselves. Um, but and then I think, you know, you, you sort of start to see a couple of pretenders that are in the top eight. I, when I mean pretenders, I mean that nicely um, in terms of, you know, leaking points. You know, the Sharks, you know, they're, they're, they've, been, they've leaked a few points in the last few weeks, and I know Craig Fitzgibbon won't be happy about that. And, and then also the Raiders, um, Obviously, can't get, couldn't get it done in the weekend. Um, and, you know, for them, um, which is good for us, um, you know, they, they drop down um, and, we keep our, and we keep in the fourth spot and we just we make that little bit between um, eighth and second and third just a little, bit, little, little, little bit more, which, which will definitely help us to back into the season, you know, the last four rounds, five rounds. Uh, we were all over here interested to see the bounce back ability of the Raiders after we did a number and extra time on them. And the mm. Knights, we talked about last week, I feel like they're going to be spoilers. They've found their mojo and they put away Canberra in Canberra in a pretty damn good display. Once again, you, you look you look at you look at one of the, the, the spearheads of that game, Callum Ponga. You know, I think it was the first uh, two minutes of the game. He catches the ball um, off a bomb and he cuts him to pieces. Gets caught by the fullback. Sets the tone for the game. Um, that you know that set the tone for the game for them to become on the front foot. Jackson Hastings um, you know, pairing up with Tyson Gamble nicely, and then you know someone who's really impressed me. Even though they're going to the Roosters next year, is, is, is Dominic Young obviously coming mm. off a big World Cup campaign, and you know he's, he's a young kid, and he's he, you know he's coming out of Sydney next year, and he's a big body, and I, I really think you know he's starting to realise that he actually belongs in the NRL, uh, and that could take a few years to actually you know f- find your feet, uh, but also just really impressive Penrith to uh, masterclass out there, um, the way they put away the Sharks, and um, you know to, to keep the Sharks to nil. Um, you know, is a great reflection of where they're at at the moment. Um, and, you know, having Nathan out for so long, um, I just think that they're finding the right mix at the right time. So, but, you know, you know, I think it's, you know, for five rounds to go, four rounds to go, Steph, you probably know more than me, mate. But um, I, don't, I don't think I've been this excited for end of, end of year NRL, especially knowing that the Warriors are, you know, round 20, after round 23, we're sitting on 30 points. Last thing on the last round before we look ahead, um, Jack DeBellin, sixth time he's been cited, um, but a dubious call for a hip drop tackle, um, got sinbinned, and Sammy and I were talking before, Louis, about um, they seem to have put away the sinbin for the hip drops. It didn't look like one of the worst ones I've seen this season. You could argue whether it is or not, but is it the fact that it's Jack DeBellin that he got sinbinned, and is that right? Uh, well, I can't really, you know, I understand the hip drop with, with that kind of, um, where they're coming from um, with this, this, this new tackle technique that they're sort of thinking that's being coached. But it's not like, like my whole career, I can, I can generally say, I would tell you, there's generally not been one training session where I've heard the name hip drop come in. So it's just the way that you're taught to tackle. Like, you know, you know yourself, like someone that was like me is a bit smaller I go around the legs and then, you know, all of a sudden you, you get, depends where their body movement, their momentum gets past you and then all of a sudden you fall on the back of the legs. It's not, 
intentional. And, you know, it, this is where the gray area is coming. They're obviously finding these um, these tackles, giving them names. You know, obviously the, the crusher, we've had that over the years. You know, we've got the hip drop. You know, they used to have the diving at the knees, and that's been regulated a little bit more. I just, you know, a lot of the time I don't think players are intentionally doing it. Um, but obviously the NRL put a, put a red flag on and said, listen, this is what... This is a standard we're going to keep the whole year, um, no matter if it's intentional or matter if it's on purpose. Um, they're going to get 10 in the bin. But, you know, it, it can turn games on its head. And, you know, like now, nowadays, you're, you're, any time a, a ref calls out the player, you're expecting him to go to the bin. So, um, yeah, it's a really, really interesting one. I'm not too sure if it comes back to his character or if it's Jack DeBellin, but I just really think that they're trying to crank crank down on, on, on that area of the game this this, um, this season for sure anyway. But five years' time, who knows where you've got to tackle, Seth? Yeah, I know. Might be bad to rip a rugby league or something like that. It might be able to make a comeback, mate. It'll be all right. There you go. There you go. I'd have you. I'd have you. Oh, yeah. one, one more game I want to mention, the Cowboys. I don't – they've been on an absolute tear. I think it was six wins in a row or going for six in yep. a row, something like that. And they get tipped up by a non-contender in the Titans. Is that alarm bells for Cowboys fans? Yeah, I definitely. I, I, I... dropped out. Have we still got you? Oh, has someone hit mute? Have we hit mute? Has he hit mute? Can't hear him. Louis. No. Sammy's fingers are flying. The slide is going up and down. Can't hear him. Can't hear him. Um, <clears throat> Mark says, Staffy Penrith look like this. Look offside all the time, every game. Mark, I do concur. I do concur um, about Penrith. What a match they've got coming up. I'm going to talk to Louis about that. Sammy's just getting him back up. Um... Is he back, Sammy? He's back. Sorry, Louis, we we lost you momentarily. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I, getting back to that, I, I do think it's alarm bells. Um, you know, you know, you, you know what you're coming up to. You know, you've been on a long streak, um, and and you know they were, you know, over here in Sydney, they have been the talk of the town for the last few weeks. They're starting to hit their straps, probably uh, strict um, Scott Drinkwater, um, you know, real smoky for for Dalian. Um, but you're just a real alarm bell. It's just the way they played. I, I, I thought they really lacked intent. Um, you know, like, you know, the, the, the Titans, you know, the tackle breaks, you know, I felt like we were making tackle breaks, six line breaks. Um, but this is what these teams are going to do. You know, the, the biggest thing for me, I look at the table and it's like, what's, what's going to happen with Parramatta? You know, where, where are they at? You know, they've gone from grand final, grand finalists this year, sitting in 11th. And, you know, on the weekend, you know, they... They come up short against uh, a Melbourne team that could, you know, could have really got their confidence back, but they're just missing a bit. So it, it's a really interesting makeup. Um, you look at that bot, the bottom end of the table, and you know, you know, the Knights, the Seagulls, and the Eels, um, you know, and probably you know the the Dolphins, you know, with that run home, you know, can, can anyone squeeze in there, especially with the Sharks and and the Cowboys and maybe the, the Raiders starting to sort of slide a little bit, you know, is there a chance for someone to jump in? That's how tight it is. Yeah, Louis, the, I've been hearing a little bit of chat after the weekend, and you've got to be careful when it's only, you know, one round, and for some teams it's just one game. But a bit of chat over the weekend around how the ladder isn't really, uh, even though it's, re, it's close, it's not a 
sort of true reflection of who's a contender. And the point people were making were was that it's it's Penrith and Broncos. Those are the two teams that are genuine contenders. I personally think you can put the Warriors just underneath them. But when you yep. go past there, you got the Raiders who you know just got t- they're sitting in fifth, but they just got towed up. Um, you got the the Sharks who are sliding down monumentally. You got the Cowboys who were terrible to start the season, and we saw maybe a little bit of that again on the weekend. And then the team sitting just out of the eight. Like, is that how you see it? That really. It's sort of the Panthers and Broncos to lose. Everyone else is sort of just trying to make up the numbers. Yeah, you probably nailed it on the head there. Um, I, I definitely think you know um, the Panthers and Broncos um, are definitely um, got their noses in front. And you know, you know, you take it back to to round one, and and, and they played each other, and and, and the, the the Broncos beat them all at one point. Outside of that, closely, I think the generally, um, I do think we do have a great chance this year. And. And, you know, you, that kind of is a byproduct of also, you know, what those teams below us are capable of doing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see, um, you know, the Sharks as, a, as the biggest threat as they were last year. You know, the Eels, um, the Rabbitohs are probably maybe my only smoky. Only if, you know, someone like Latrell can hit his straps and actually hit his form, um, the man can do anything. So, you know, I, I think there's four, you know, two different teams that I think can win it, like hands down, and then you've got the Warriors and also I think the Rabbitohs as well. Uh, Louis, the Titans upset win over the Cowboys and they are our opponent this week. I actually think that's a good thing for the Warriors, for the coaching staff to say, look what they did to the Cowboys, let's bar up. Oh, I think so too. I think, I think you know, it, it probably comes at a good time off the back of a bye um, you know, after the back of a close win back at home against the Raiders, and then you know, you know, then the Titans winning and and beating a good Cowboys team who's been on a good winning streak. You know, I think, you know, we've we've got to probably realise the mentality of our club at the moment is like, okay, cool, we we we're, we think a lot different than other years. Um, this is a must-win game for us. It's another opportunity for us to build momentum leading into the finals. And um, you know, I, I just think. It's a great opportunity for the boys um, to, just to see where they're at mentally. And once again, hopefully it's a Friday night game. Um, hopefully, you know, six o'clock game. So hopefully the, 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 the football's a little bit drier uh, up there. And, um, you know, we can play the, the type of footy that we want to play. But I think it's, a, it's coming at a good time for us. And, and, you know, it'll be a good test for us to, just to see where our attitude is uh, off the back of a, of a buy as well. And, you know, a lot of the buys are usually done by this, you know, a lot earlier in the year. So... Yeah, it'd be good to get the boys, you know, working on stuff, um, you know, injuries, little nickels, and then we, we head into our back end of our block of, of, of our season. It's a heck of a Friday night because <clears throat> what I'd like to say the Titans worries the main course, straight on the back of that, uh, the Panthers storm. This is mouth-watering this Friday. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. It's, it's, it's always good when you're... You know, when you start getting to this end of the season and, and, and there's games within the, the season that matter, um, you know, in a Friday night blockbuster, um, you know, at the Blue Bet, um, you know, they seem to sell it out there every time. And, and you know, the Storm have coming off a, a great win against the Parramatta Eels, um, coming in with some confidence. You know, they've got key players playing great footy. Um, and once again, it's gonna, we're going to see what where the Panthers are at, you know, where they are at energy-wise, where they're at. And, and how much determination do they have to actually just go for the, the triple the triple threat, you know what I mean? Which no team since St. George or the, the Parramatta Eels back in the, the early 90s have done that. Outside the Panthers and the Broncos, they sit one and two. And I know you'll probably say worries, so we'll take them out of it. Who's, who's someone who can find some form in this run home 
and cause a couple of upsets? That's a good question, actually. Um, oh, I think. I think you know we talked we we spoke just then about the the Storm and Panthers. That's a big game, but there's also a massive game Saturday night too. You know the Rabbitohs versus the Sharks. I think that's sort of gonna that, you know it's over in Perth. It's gonna sort of be a telltale sign of of where the Rabbitohs are at and and and, and you know if they can continue that form. And uh, you know I mentioned them earlier. I, I generally think that you know they are, are good enough to win it. Um, you know they've got you know they've been there. They've, they've had their experience. Um, and someone I'm probably looking at a little bit more is 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 someone like the, the Parramatta Eels. You know, they get Dylan Brown back. Um, I'm not sure if it's this week or next week. But you know, obviously the stuff's gone down with him. But at the same time, he's a very very key component to, to what they're about and what they do and, and how their team moves around and that frees up Mitch Moses, takes a lot of pressure off his shoulders. So you know, you, you're coming into the back end of the season knowing you got you got to win games. Um, you know, they're someone too that that are smoky and. Uh, someone that always seems to trouble, um, you know, those solid teams like the Panthers, the Broncos. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw see the Rabbitohs and and the Eels make a late run. Um, you know, this, you know, the, in the last five games. Yeah, it's a massive week. Every weekend, there's just marquee matchups. It's just such a good NRL season, helped by us, our, us mighty Warriors doing so bloody well, sitting in third. I just, I just can't. I pinch myself, Louis. So do I, mate. I, I do, I do it, and um so proud and, 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 and you know even just over here in Australia you know you, you bump into Kiwis mate and it's always about you know along the conversations about how, how good the Warriors are going and you know it's just nice it, 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 it's refreshing and you know it's just it's really like I've reiterated a lot of times on the show before just happy to see where New Zealand rugby league is at for once you know what I mean it, it is a it is a uh, seesaw uh, you know um, the sport in New Zealand and, and it's very determined about how the success of the Warriors. So, you know, to see them sitting on 30 points with still four or five rounds to go, um, it makes me very, very happy. And, and, and it sets up a, a, a great end to the season that I will be stuck to the screen watching. That's another Louis Brown show for a Monday, champion. We'll catch up next week. Thank you so much, boys. Thanks, boy. Uh, Louis Brown there out of Australia. Look up at Earl's Collection. That's his clothing brand if you want to look cool. Earlscollection.com. Don't know about his crocheted shirts, though. Not me. I haven't got a medallion or a big chest. But uh, other than that, the other stuff is mint. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Lots of text messages to get through still.